Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, my friends? Welcome to today's program. We're going to talk about five variables to consider when setting our prices. And so I know a lot of buzz going into next season as folks are talking about, I'm going to raise my prices. I'm going to raise my prices. And that's cool. I encourage folks to raise your rates every single year incrementally. But uh, I think the more important conversation is, are we setting our prices at a good profitable price day one. And so obviously some work is one and done. If you're doing a landscape installation, you know, you're probably only going to do that one time for the customer. Whereas maintenance work, you come in and you're doing it, you know, week after week or biweekly or whatever. And so if we don't actually price it correctly, we could be doing a lot of work and almost digging a bigger hole. And then when you do go to raise your price, if you're, if you're off the mark by a lot, it can be challenging to really raise your rates by a big uh, portion. Uh, Customers will typically be acceptable if you raise your rates a little bit. If you start to raise them a lot, you might get some attrition there. And so uh, I want to make sure as we go into a new season that we are dialed in on where our pricing needs to be uh, so that our rates are profitable and we can do excellent work Uh, yet also be making a profit doing it. I remember getting the passion sucked out of me on one of my first jobs where I actually lost money. And uh, it was a sod installation. I actually have a new book coming out uh, January of 2022. And I share the story in depth in the book. But what happened was I I literally, well, it's kind of embarrassing to even admit, but I'm pretty sure I was crying in the backyard because I was so just distraught that here I am out here uh, putting down sod for the third time because it had died the previously two times because the customer didn't water it. And I have all these other customers calling me. It's a spring rush. I have all these customers calling me to do work, to be making money. And here I am losing money on this job. And I just, the passion for landscaping and and, and sod, which I really enjoyed doing, got sucked out of me because I was losing money. And so we want to get in that sweet spot where we are knocking it out of the park Um, doing beautiful work, our customers are happy, and also we are profitable while doing it. So five variables to consider. These aren't weighted in order of importance. They're all important. Imagine like a pizza or my friends up there in New York, New Jersey, you guys call it a pie. It has different slices. And so uh, these five variables I share today, imagine like a slice on a pizza. They're all important to the overall picture of making sure we set our prices accurately 
as we quote our work and that we really understand our numbers. So variable number one is to understand our market. Now, there's many ways to go about doing this. I'm going to actually go through a list of these ways to know your market. But you do want to understand what are the competitors charging in your market. And I'm not talking about we jokingly fictitiously have a character named Rick's mowing or truck in the truck. And, you know, these are the guys that might not have all the the I's dotted, the T's crossed, the proper insurances. They're, they're not doing everything legally and correct and their prices are too low. I'm not talking about comparing yourself to their prices, but here in Atlanta, for example, we have a bunch of legitimate companies, Russell Landscape, Gibbs, uh, Rupert, of course, Brightview, which is Valley Crest and Brickman's you know, join together, crab apple, and the list goes on and on. There's a there, there's these companies that they have their laborers, they have their foreman. Then the foreman has to report to the manager that oversees the crews. And then that manager usually has management above him. And, you know, eventually it all goes to a a CFO who's overseeing all the finances and all these numbers are being crunched in these boardrooms to make sure everything's running profitably. Well, what are those companies charging? Those companies that are doing, you know, 12, $15 million a year in revenue. And maybe you don't live in a major city like Metro Atlanta where landscaping is uh, huge down here, but still there's, there's probably reputable companies in your area that really understand their break-evens and their profits and what they got to be charging. So do the research to find out what are those companies charging? That's an important variable to consider. Now, how do you go about do that, doing that? Well, one, you can just go on their website. Uh, you, you'd be surprised of the information you can find by just Googling your competition, looking up how they're offering their pricing packages. And, and some of them will even have their programs right there in plain sight that, that, that they're presenting to the customer. They're trying to make it convenient for the customer. And so you can get a you can get a ballpark idea of, of how they're set up. Their structure is of what how they present their services. Additionally, and don't do this. Don't call them and fake like you need them to come out and give you a quote because you want to treat people the way you want to be treated. And you don't want somebody calling you. This has happened to me. Okay. Someone calls you and then you're vetting them and you're going to go out and give them a quote. And they're just taking advantage of you to find out what you would charge them. Don't do that, but you can go on the website, you know, and, and, and study up that way. And then um, also at the nursery and at the supply yard where you buy your materials, talk to the management there as you develop friendships with them, just ask them, say, Hey, what are guys charging to spread a yard of mulch, you know, this season? What's, what's the going rate? And then they'll tell you, they're like, Oh, well, so-and-so does it for X amount per yard. So-and-so does it for this. Oh, so-and-so does it for that. And, uh, the same, you know, what, what are folks charging to plant this tree? And I ask these questions and I get answers and it's really helpful because you can really understand what some of the key players are charging. And so, Be open to uh, talking to the folks at the yard, at the supply places where you're getting your material. And um, also you can find out things on the internet. And then um, probably the most efficient way to do this is here in Georgia, at least we have uh, our county extension office has classes all throughout the year that you can take at a really low price, but it's high quality education from the University of Georgia and just top uh, landscape professionals in our region that come in and teach these classes. Well, the other folks that are attending these classes are 
top tier folks. So a lot of the bigger companies will send their management as well as I say smaller companies, but a lot of companies that are even doing hundreds of thousands of revenue, the actual owner of the company or main leaders of the company, they'll go. And so you're, you're in these classrooms with people that want to take their business to the next level. I remember one time I took a class on bidding and estimating and pricing and all the people in the class, I mean, you know, we got the calculators out and the, the notes and the pen. I mean, everything is, it wasn't like school where everyone's just sitting there looking at the clock and, you know, no one really wanted to be there. I was in a, a classroom with folks that really wanted to crunch the numbers with excellence. So it was incredible to talk to those guys and just be like, Hey, what are you charging for a pallet of sod? Uh, what do you charge? How do you do in pray? And we're all talking to one another because there's more work than any of us can handle. And so it's not like we're looking at each other, like, well, I'm not going to tell you my secrets because we're just helping each other out. And so that's where you get into this melting pot, melting pot, excuse me, of Folks with excellent minds is in those in those classroom settings in the um, county extension offices where we can meet people. And then last but not least, you know, of course, going to events like Equip Expo and, and LAL and together in the trades. And, and you get to meet the Josh Suttons out there from Missouri and, and the, you know, Jay Jacobs from Illinois and, and guys like that. And then you can just pick their brain and be like, hey, well, you know, in your neck of the woods, how do you guys do things? Um but and that's kind of icing on the cake because really the local regional thing is what makes the most impact because you want to know what the prices are in your market. And so um, that's just one variable to consider. Um, it is important, though, to know your market because you want to be uh, competitive. You want the you, you don't want your prices to be so outrageous that if the customer calls you know a, a, a legitimate competitor that can get the job done it, and um you know, do a good job doing it. And so my point is to take the time to really understand what the leading companies that are in the surrounding area are charging, just so you have that understanding as you begin to calculate your rates, you want to make sure that it's reasonable and it's within the range of what others are charging. Even if in your mind, you are the best of the best, of the best, nobody can do the work as excellent as you. The reality is, at least here in Atlanta, there's a lot of good companies. There's there's a lot of folks that can professionally um, do an installation, do a maintenance, and your rates can't be outrageously beyond them. Uh, th there needs to be a balance there where uh, your rate is uh, reasonable. So enough said on that. It is very, very important. Um, and there's other creative ways to, to get that information, but just keep that golden rule to treat others the way you want to be treated. And so as you gather that information, do it in a way that's honorable. Number two, variable to consider when setting your price, of course, is overhead. And so what I personally like to do, I have a spreadsheet and Every single month, I make a fresh new budget for that month, and I have my fixed cost for the month. And so the commercial vehicle insurance, right, your storage unit where you keep all your equipment, your all your licensing, insurances, and, 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 and uh, monthly bills for your uh, cell phone, and, and all the different things it takes to run your specific business. I know it's a little bit different depending on if you're doing hardscaping, landscaping, lawn maintenance, but a lot of those bills are the same every single month. That's your fixed cost. And so you want to really know throughout the year, every single month, I have to pay this. And what does that add up to? Is it three grand a month? Is it five grand a month? 
is it 25 grand a month? It ranges depending on how big your company is, but we really want to understand what that overhead is, just the fixed cost, because we're definitely going to have to earn that quickly into the year uh, just to break even on that. And then there's all the irregular expenses that might not come up every month, but we still need to calculate into the overhead. And so uh, the easiest way to do this, honestly, is to just print out your bank statement from the previous month. I would say months, plural, and then just comb through there and just be like, oh, yep, every single month I have that bill. It's on auto debit. It comes out on the fourth of the month. And I just write that down in a spreadsheet and then you'll you'll quickly assemble your list of what those um you know, overhead costs are the fixed cost. And then as you go through, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that, that bill comes in uh, annually, just once a year. And you, and you can start getting the irregular ones down. And then as you uh, formulate that spreadsheet and you, you comb through your numbers, you'll know pretty quickly, wow, here, here's where my overhead's at just to run every month. Here's what it's at for the total picture to run for a year. And then obviously we need to recover that amount. And so when we're going out to quote jobs and, and, you know, bid our work, we're not just charging for the time we're on the property to install or maintain the property. Um, plus the materials, we also need to bake into that price, our overhead. And the more, uh, to the penny, we can understand what our overhead is, uh, per month and, and total for the year, then we can understand how much uh, we need to bake that overhead into each um, hour and into each job uh, that we do. And so that's very important that you know your number specifically because everyone's overhead is going to vary. Um, And then when it gets into your salary, how much salary are you trying to to pay yourself for the year? You need to consider that (laughs) into that price as well. I mean, if you you have uh, five grand a month in overhead, Five by 12, Mr. Producer's at 60. I'm doing math in my head live on air. That could be dangerous. I hope I'm right. 60 grand. And if you want to pay yourself 60 grand in salary, you're already at 120. um, And you haven't even broke even yet for the year. And so it starts to give you really uh, a goal and a motivation to know what you got to hit, what number and at what point in the season, uh, just to break even. And so uh, that's, that's a big one. And as you comb through the overhead, always as well be, um, thinking about, is there any way that we can do this more efficiently? Uh, so that I don't, maybe you got the most fancy storage unit in town. And the reality is you could downgrade to a smaller storage unit. I know we all want to build a shop like Mitchell Gordy, right? But (laughs) where you're at in your business, you got to get in where you fit in, right? Or maybe even in my case, I used to have a storage unit that was really expensive. And eventually I moved it out um, to my friend's house. They live on 35 acres and is a very safe place. And, And I was able to keep my stuff there actually for free. And, uh, I, I would mow the property. So I guess it wasn't free, free, but you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't have a monthly payment there. I just exchanged some of my time, uh, whenever I had spare, you know, time or whatever, I'd just go out and I'd mow not all 35 acres, but, um, some of it was woods or whatever, but you know, they had a, they had a couple large areas of just grass and I'd go out there and listen to a podcast or two and just mow that tall grass <laughs> uh, in exchange to save on my overhead. So I, I wasn't paying uh, here in Atlanta, it's an arm and a leg to have um, a storage unit in town. So uh, anyway, combing through that overhead and then making sure as you build your prices, guys, we have to be calculating to the penny 
uh, that overhead number. And that's a quick plug for my buddy, John Pajak's uh, budgets, break evens and bottom lines. He'll get you down to the penny of what um, your break even point is, what your um, places with your overhead that you need to consider as you make your prices. Um, that's a four hour workshop that I've personally gone through and my buddy, John Pajak can, can walk you through your numbers and, and help you really fine tune that. Uh, but a good place to start if you just want to begin to get there is print out your business checking accounts and, and really start to compile that list of your fixed cost and then your variable cost. All right. Number three, obviously is labor. So we want to make sure that we are tracking our time. Uh, this is something that is of the utmost importance. Uh, we can't, uh, I was watching one of these, um, uh, documentaries of a guy who, uh, he, uh, did this thing in Vegas where he got the slot machine tool or whatever. And he was, uh, rigging the system and, and they eventually they caught him and he sent him to jail. And, uh, he said something about along the lines of, you know, I lost 10 years of my life. He's like, everything can be recovered except time. And, and his point, point was he made a mistake. He should have stolen, but it, it wasted 10 years of his life when he had to sit in that, um, jail. Uh, and, uh, anyway, our time is precious guys and, and we can't be squandering it out there. And I think one of the ways we squander it is that if we're not tracking our time, then we don't really know what, what uh, the work we're doing, what is it really calculating to per man hour? And so when you get to a property, whether you're using a business management software, a little sticky note, a journal, something write down what time you clock in, at that property. It doesn't matter if you're doing a lawn maintenance or you're doing a landscape enhancement. We started at 8:27 a.m. We had two men, you know, two, 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 uh, two employees, or we had three employees. We clocked it. You clock in, then you clock out. I've created a spreadsheet. Well, actually, my friend Dr. Frank created it. It's called the pricing matrix, but you can actually plug in what time you clock in, what time you clock out, and how many uh, employees are on the job. And then it will show you how many man hours you worked on the property for the day. And then you type in the price of what you charge the customer and it will actually spit out. You earned $57 per man hour, $47 per man hour, or $65 per man hour, $75 per man hour, whatever you performed that. But you want to know what you're hitting so that as you go to quote future jobs, you understand uh, approximately how large of a job that is of what you need to charge. And so Number one, track your time. And then number two, once you have that time tracked, analyze uh, those numbers and make sure you're, uh, as you're quoting work, that you're really getting a pinpoint accuracy on how long this is going to take and that you charge accordingly. And so I can't stress that enough. And I know I'm stepping on some toes because some of y'all don't track your time and, uh, I don't know how to encourage you to do so uh, more than I more than I already have. Uh, it really is important um, that we are clocking in and clocking out on each property and then um, crunching those numbers and, and understanding uh, what we need to be charging to hit your hourly goal, whether that's sixty dollars a man hour, or sixty five dollars a man hour or, or above or whatever. You need to be tracking your time. All righty, number four, and then uh, we'll head to commercial break, Marty. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down with the nonverbals. I'm on a roll here. Let me keep going. One more. Uh, is number four, you need to consider the customer. 
Not every blade of grass is the same. Not every yard of mulch is the same. Um, as you look at customers, you want to consider their property. Is there access? If you're putting in sod, do you have access to the backyard or is there going to be a problem when the, the forklift you know, shows up to take the pallet to the backyard and you can't get through the gate? Now you got a wheelbarrow that um, heavy pallet, you know, well, you know, individually pieces to the back. Or if you're doing mulch, do you have to, is it, is it easy? You can have the mulch dumped right in the front yard and it's really easy to wheelbarrow it out or you got to take it all the way back. Uh, is there a slope in the yard? If you're doing lawn maintenance, is it flat? Where's it a slope? And so you want to consider the customer's property. Is it plain Jane, easy peasy, flat, easy access? That gets one rate. But even though if it's the same square footage or the same amount of material you're using on a job, if there's these irregular irregular oh man that's a tough word marty irregularities <laughs> that's my best shot at it what i've been trying to say irregular how do you say it oh man that's a tough word oh excellence of broadcasting folks sometimes i wonder how this show uh consistently rakes the top 100 but you guys get my point if the yard has complexities to it then charge more. I have one customer, the guy's got a big old slope in his front yard. And I told John, it's going to be $95. And he's like, the other guy was doing it for 45. And I was, you know, and then I was like, well, why doesn't he still do it? And oh, well, the guy's going on, on, on. The guy wasn't doing a good job, this, that, and the other. And I was like, listen, it's 95 bucks. You got to, you do you want to come out here and mow this gigantic hill in your front yard? Um, and so taking things like that into consideration with the property. And then on the flip end of that, it's the actual person. Is this customer showing the any potential of being a PETA, a pain in the butt? And if they are, then I jack the price up a little bit just in case if they're going to try to you know what I'm saying? If you've been doing this for a while, some of these customers seem so sweet and so nice, but they'll really test your patience and kindness after a while. And if you sense that at all, and you still feel comfortable giving them a quote. So sometimes it's so obvious it's a red flag. It's like, forget about it. I'm not even, I'm not even going to take this job. Sometimes you're like, uh, maybe, maybe they're going to be hard to work with. And you're just even thinking about that then you may want to um, jack the rate up a little bit just in case. And may, maybe there's no problems or whatever, but um, always be careful and um, analyze the customer's property. How easy is it going to for you to execute the service? If there's difficulty to it, increase the price. And the actual person, if they seem difficult to work with or th there's just not that piece on the property things seem a little chaotic or whatever, then you may want to walk. Or if you are going to give a quote, you may want to raise the price. So, all right, Mr. Producer, do your thing. And uh, coming up, we will um, share some more variables to consider as you set your prices correctly going into the new season. Hey guys, TJ here with Greenview Services and the Florida Panhandle. I recently went through John Pajak's Budgets, Break-Evens, and Bottom Lines workshop. I highly encourage anyone looking to break down the numbers in your business, check it out. Just head over to thegreenindustrypodcast.com. I wish I would have had this resource five years ago when I began business. I truly believe it can help anyone. 
Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying, no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com the hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. All righty, a quick recap here of five variables to consider as we set accurate prices going into the new season. Number one is to understand your market. Those companies in town that are legitimate, that have done deep mathematics behind the scenes to make sure they're operating year after year with a profit. What are their prices? We want to take the time to really research the competition and, and just understand Uh, what the lay of the land is in our local market. Number two is our overhead. I've shared this many times on the program. I took an eight-hour class that the University of Georgia put on at the uh, county extension office here in Georgia where we took an entire day, eight hours, and we could have probably kept on going. We went through line by line by line of every possible expense that could possibly occur in a landscaping business and then really dialing that into each job that we do of how we're going to make sure that we recover that overhead. And so uh, this might not be a one or two hour project. It might take a while, but for most of y'all listening, it is the winter time. So it is a great time to to get out those um, bank statements from previous months and to really figure out where your money's going and how you're going to recover that overhead and any way you can fine tune that overhead if there's any uh, fat that could be trimmed, so to speak, getting that tight, lean and mean, yet efficient. It is a challenge, but it is important to really understand our overhead so we charge our uh, rates appropriately. Of course, we've talked about labor. Uh, We could do a whole week of talking about that, but uh, for starters, you want to calculate when you clock into a job and when you clock out of a job, we're in the business of selling time. I learned that from the lawn care millionaire when I binge watched him on YouTube years ago. He's like, you guys, this is a uh, business. We think we're doing cutting grass, which you may be cutting grass or doing whatever, but really what we're selling is time because somebody's got to go out there and weed eat along the edge or somebody's got to go out there and, and lay the the brick or the stone patio paver. It takes labor. We are selling that labor. So we want to we want to be um, very on top of how long a job will take, what we need to be charging per man hour and, and making sure our bids are accurate. Super important. I'll tell you what, 
I've uh, made too many mistakes in that area. And uh, it, you don't want to make the mistake to learn the lesson. You just want to do it right from the get-go. Number four, we talked about really analyzing the customer's property. Is there any possible difficulty with slopes, with access, with dog poop, with uh, toys in the front yard? All kind of things like that are things to consider as well as the human being that we'll be communicating with. Are they reasonable and professional and polite and considerate? Or are they showing yellow and red flags of maybe being difficult and if so, you may want to bump up the price a little bit or not even bid the job at all. Number five is taxes. And so I understand we have an international audience and even within the United States of America, uh, taxes are different in Florida versus California, right? And so uh, I'm not going to give details with the taxes. You'll have to understand your uh, local laws, state laws, federal laws. But the one thing we have in common is that we need to set money aside as the revenue comes in to pay those taxes, whatever they are, and make sure we understand what they are. Uh, because as we run our business and we are, you know, making sure that we have enough money to pay our salaries, our employees, our overhead, and all the various things it takes to run the business. Taxes is one of those things that we want to make sure that we stay current on, we stay on top of. And so just being mindful of what you've had to pay in previous years, what you're forecasted to pay next year, and just be mindful of that as you uh, quote this work. Now, when I started my business, I didn't know or have the um, intelligence of a small business owner. I turned into this uh, industry with a mindset of an employee where it was, I give my time, right? Maybe I work a four hour shift or a six hour shift or an eight hour shift. And then the company that I work for pays me money based on how much time I put in. And in some cases I got commissions. I used to work in the kiosk at the mall selling dolls of all things when I was in high school. And the more dolls I sold and of a specific kind of doll, it was around the Christmas time, right? Then I got a bonus or I got a commission. And so I worked off of my hourly rate. Plus I got a little bit of a commission. Well, when I started my lawn care business, I remember one of my very first properties was this lady named Maria. She had a, a black Escalade, brand new Escalade. And uh, she lived in the neighborhood that I lived in and I quoted her job and uh, I didn't know what to even, where to even begin. I didn't, I didn't look at the market. I didn't even know what the other companies were charging. I definitely didn't understand overhead, not necessarily understood labor and time. And, uh, this yard did have all kinds of complexities I didn't consider. And I didn't know a thing about, uh, setting money aside for taxes. So I was over five on these variables. Okay. I'm just, I'm just sharing this with you. Cause maybe as I'm going through this, you're like, oh man, I, I really need to button it up with whatever. Well, I was over five. And so I'm looking at the yard and I'm thinking, you know, I was making like eight or nine bucks an hour at the dining hall in college. And I worked at uh, Best Burger before that. I think I made $7 an hour. My, my biggest paying job was uh, at an accounting firm. I was making 10 bucks an hour. And uh, I think I was making $9 an hour at the golf course or whatever. So I was like, man, I, I, I could I could get this done in an hour, you know, just mow it and whatever. And I was thinking, I'm going to charge her $25, but I, I almost thought that's too much. I was like, I don't know if she'll say yes. That's a lot. 25 bucks an hour. I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm used to making eight, nine, 10 bucks an hour, right? 
fresh out of college. And uh, so I gave her a quote for 25 bucks and she kind of effortlessly is like, yeah, you know, let's do it. And I, I get out there and I, I mow it. She gives me a check for 25 bucks. And my friend, I actually thought I was doing a good job, not realizing that at that time, this is 2011, the hourly rate in Atlanta, this was back then, it was $45, $47 per man hours. It was in that range. Nowadays, it, it, it's gone up to about $60 per man hour. Uh, every year, it goes up a couple bucks, right? Inflation and things of that nature. But, and just everything else, all the expenses are going up. But I didn't know that. And so here I am at 25 bucks, not realizing that that 25 bucks has to go a long way, right? A, it needs to pay my salary, which this was my livelihood. I, I needed to pay myself. I needed to pay all my overhead, right? I, I had the most raggediest setup there was. I didn't even have a truck. I was in a 97 Honda Accord. And honestly, I just walked to her house and took two trips. I walked with the mower and the weed eater and I kind of hid that behind the backyard. And then I'd go get the blower. And, you know, I, I had, it wasn't that far of a walk, but still I wasn't calculating that into this price all my overhead to run the business, which I didn't even know what that overhead was. I needed to charge Maria for and my labor, all of this stuff, let alone taxes. Okay. And so I didn't know that. And so I was deeply, deeply underpriced. And of course it ended up taking longer than I thought. Um, because I, I just was using a 21 inch push mower and it really, I could have been using a, a 48 inch or a 60 inch mower if I would have had it and, and got it done more efficiently and things of that nature. And so I just share that story. It's kind of humorous in hindsight. If, if I would go out and quote that job today, you know, a price would be a lot higher and then I could get it done a lot more efficiently. But um, at the end of the day, I, I had that employee mindset. I wasn't thinking Okay, Maria, I'm not going to tell her this, but in my mind, I need to be thinking, okay, well, the competition's probably going to be charging you, you know, 65, 70 bucks a, a maintenance here and all my overhead and my labor and uh, your, 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 your property is a little bit of a pain in the butt because there's dog poop in the backyard. And, you know, I, I'm going to calculate all those things and it, it, it very well likely would be a $75 maintenance um, nowadays. And uh, that's how far off I was in my pricing when I got started. And so if you're new to the game, no shame in that. But if there's going to be long lasting success, uh, these variables today, and there's more variables in this. I just I, I wanted to kind of pick an easy number five and, and, and hit some of the main points that I think are important, which are know your market, know your overhead, your labor, time and rates, and then um, analyze the customer's um perplexities and difficulties. And of course, make sure you're um, setting money aside for taxes. So those are some things to consider as you are setting new prices. Now I have uh, some good news. If you're listening in real time before Christmas day, uh, we have a bunch of resources that can help you uh, factor your prices and raise your rates next year. Our ever popular rate increase letter is on sale for 30% off. Uh, all these products actually, guys, the way I figured out how to do this, where you don't have to even use a promo code. Once you go to check out at greenindustrypodcast.com, it will automatically take the 30% off of the budget break-evens and bottom line workshop. If you want to go through four hours of, of, uh, combing through all your expenses. My buddy, John Payjack can help you with that. Uh, I have a bunch of e-training programs as well about knowing your numbers. Of course, our, our rate increase letter and a coaching call with me and, and a bunch of our products over there 
They're all 30% off through Christmas Day. And so if you uh, need some assistance in figuring out what your prices should be going into the new year and uh, for everyone who wants to raise your price, which should be 100% of the people hearing the sound of my voice going into next season, uh, pick up at least that rate increase letter um, to help you uh communicate to your customers with professionalism and uh, clarity of why you are raising your rates going into the new season. Um, so we have a bunch of um, resources over there at greenindustrypodcast.com that can help you take your business to the next level. And again, you don't even have to use a promo code. I'm going to see how this goes. I think this is more convenient for you. You just put the product in the checkout and uh, uh, it will automatically deduct the 30%. You'll see it slash it and then say Christmas and then it will show you the new price after the 30% is deducted and so um, that's what's happening over there at greenindustrypodcast.com our books are not um our books are on amazon so when you click on the book it will actually redirect you to amazon um and those aren't on that sale although we did reduce the price over there on amazon um but you know that's in their court and it's not synced to our website but everything that's on our website there You'll know when you check out, it will it will automatically do the deduction. So Merry, Merry Christmas from Mr. Producer and I and, and uh, John Pajak and everybody else who um, hosts the, the products over there at GreenIndustryPodcast.com. We hope you enjoy that. And uh, I'd love to hop on a business call with you guys if you want to dive into your numbers. Um, you know, just pick up one of those hour sessions and uh, we can look at your numbers and, and hopefully help get you to where you need to get going in a new into next season uh, to really make it the, the best year of your business and life as well. So thanks for listening to today's show, my friends. Smash that follow button uh, to stay up to date with new episodes. And uh, we hope to catch you on the next episode of the Green Street Podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.